Glenn, welcome to Horrorcourt Trash Over, the show that discusses all of the masterpieces and trash to pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. We're back. We are. We're back. Never saw that one coming, did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we are. Another Tuesday. Another summer film for Summer Screams. Um, I kind of missed the energy of Piranha 3 Double D, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> A lot more energetic than this film, definitely. Um, For all the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, bringing it down a bit this week. Um, we have a surprisingly downbeat creature feature for you all. Um, Chris, when did you hear about this film? I was given the task of finding suggestions for our polls for Summer Screams. And I typed the words Summer Horror into Letterboxd. I saw the poster, which is a pretty good poster, uh-huh. and said, yeah, that's fine. Watched yeah. the trailer, I was like, yeah, that's fine. Let's let's put it on the poll, and it won. It did. We are, of course, talking about Ticks from Ticks. 1993. Yeah, weird one. Really, really weird one. I was expecting this to be full-on horror comedy... Um, creature feature fun and whilst that's true for part of the film a big part of it's really serious and like <laughs> really miserable <laughs> it's if i'm being brutally honest and we'll get into it it's a bit dull yeah and the premise the people involved as well shouldn't be making a dull film no it's not a terrible film no a little boring. Yeah. Let's be honest. Directed by Tony Randall, previous podcast star. Yeah. Uh, director of How Bound, How Razor 2, Children it's of the Night. Great Ninth. film, How yeah. Bound, How Razor 2. Yeah. Amateurville, it's about time. It's about time. It's literally about a clock. Um, Double Vision, Fist of the North Star, A Dog Gone Adventure, and The Hybrids Family, etc., etc. Written by Brent V. Friendman. This is maybe where it went wrong. <laughs> Brent, free friend, friendman, friedman, the uh, friedman, friedman. You mean the writer of Hollywood Hot Tubs Two, Educating Crystal, yes, Evil Alter, American Cyborg, Steel Warrior, Prehysteria Two and Three, Pet Shop, Just Two and Three, Just Two and Three, Magic Island, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, yeah. Now you will die, mermaids, <laughs> Thank you. Food Fight, Food Fight, and many more. Now, Food Fight is a film I've been dying to see for a very long time now. It's animated. The voice cast are some of my favourites. And it's got a 1.3 on IMDb. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a podcast film sometime I'm in the future. I'm sure it will be. Uh, this was made on a budget of $2 million and it went straight to video. Straight to video. Um, certainly did go straight to video. Two million dollars went on about two or three scenes. Uh, everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, let's let's get to uh, let's let's get to our first uh, first little section. Hey, I know you. Energetic when you come on. <laughs> Rosalind Allen uh, plays Holly Lambert. Why do I know that name? Holly Lambert. 
No, I mean, not just from this film, Just school with her. I, I didn't go to school with her. Um, she was in Naked Gun, The Final Insult. Nice. Hijack, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. Beyond Belief, <laughs> Fact or... Isn't that the documentary about Alyssa Edwards? <laughs> no, it's. I believe it's the... Um, what do you call... You know the one they did on Netflix? Huh? The Fact or Fiction show that they did on Netflix. Oh, yeah. okay. Same, same yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, okay. Sequest DSV. Uh, I love that for you. Do you? <laughs> perfect. As in, yeah, that perfect with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta. Oh. Yeah. Cover Up, Knight Rider. Oh, she's the one giving me um, Wilson Phillips yeah. in the film. Yeah. Dangerously close, uh, Silk Stalkings. It's getting mentioned a lot recently. Yeah, we need. I feel like we need to watch Silk Stalkings. Pinocchio's Revenge, Home Improvement, Seinfeld, and more. Nice. Yeah, quite the career. Quite, quite the, the career. career. She, she does all right. She's all yeah. right. Yeah. Amy Dollins, uh, who plays Dee Dee Davenport. She was in Pumpkinhead Two: Blood Wings. Yeah, she's the one on the poster, isn't she? She is. Yeah. And barely in the film. Murder. Yeah. She wrote. Yeah, all the of good ones. All the best were. Rescue Me, Can't Buy Me Love, 2012 Doomsday, To Die to Sleep, Saved by the Bell of College Years. Nice. Witchboard 2. Nice. Superboy. Um, nice. The, the lesser known Superman spin-off TV show. Oh, okay. Faith, Children of the Night, Miracle Beach and more. Right. The big name here is Seth Green. Yeah. Early role for Seth Green. Yeah, he plays Tyler Burns. Fairly early. He was a child star, wasn't he? This is after the It miniseries. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... I believe that was his breakout role, maybe? Maybe. I mean, I only know him for a handful of things. Yeah. uh, Robot Chicken, Austin Powers Trilogy, The Italian Job Remake, Party Monster, Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, uh, and What If, of course. Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. That's what I... Oh. Oh. Yeah. The movie. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. And lots, lots more. Yeah. So I remember him from the TV show. Yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, and weirdly, uh, not having seen the film, wasn't he in Without a Paddle? He is in Without a Paddle. Which I, I always... I think yeah, it was mentioning. like a parody <laughs> of Deliverance. So I'm like, oh. Because I was a big Deliverance fan. Um, in my research, I did find out that he was in a video game. Wasn't Marky it? Mark and the Funky Bunch make my <laughs> video. So that's that's high on his credits. If I feel. we if we covered video games on this podcast, that would probably be the first one. Well, it would, yeah, <laughs> it'd be up there. Yes, that and ET the video game. Um, Virginia Keane. Who plays Melissa Danson? Right. She was in Pump Up the Volume, oh. The Dentist, Fucking Silk Stalkins. Again. Clueless, the TV series. Nice. Prison Stories, Women on the Inside. Okay. Student Exchange, Invaders from Mars, and more. Oh. And of course, making this big horror cult trash of a return for the first time since we introduced Hey, I Know You. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Clint Howard, what a guy. Uh, plays Jarvis Tanner. You may recall him uh, being in previous podcast films, Rock and Roll High School, House of the Dead, and Silent Night, Deadly Night 4 and 5. He's also in The Grinch, Apollo 13, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Gentle Ben, Evil Speak, 
Austin Powers trilogy. Barb White, of course, he's in Barb White as well. Yeah. Santa with muscles. Uh, nice. The Cat in the Hat, Ice Cream Man, and so much more. Yeah, real staple of B movies. I don't feel like it's the last time you'll feature on no, the podcast. No, I don't think so. Um, living legend Clint Howard. I love his Twitter. He he, he posts. What was it? His Instagram. Oh, his Instagram. He just posts loads of random shit. Yeah, but he always he always looks well. He always looks slightly confused, but in in the photos, it always just slightly looks like he really doesn't know where he is. It's great. Yeah. Anyone well, else? I hope, I hope he's in full health. I'm, I'm sure. He, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is. Forgive me if he, he's he, not. Clint Howard was born. He's confused. always got that look. He has got that look. Um. Yeah. And also, strangely enough, Alfonso Ribeiro. Um, who everyone knows as Carlton Banks in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Um, he was also in um, a show that I watched fairly religiously, uh, In the House. Okay. Which was the LL Cool J sitcom. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing, really trying to play against type. Although he did play Carlton Banks seemingly in one episode, I don't know. <laughs> um but he hasn't been in much else, if well, I'm being honest. I'm talking of playing against type. It is weird seeing him in the role he takes in this film. Definitely. <laughs> he's, yeah. I think he's trying to break away from Carlton. Even though this was sort of right in the middle of um, yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, he was also a kid in Michael Jackson Pepsi New Generation music video. <laughs> Um, and not much else since, if no. I'm being honest. He pops up. I think, didn't he win, um, Dancing with the Stars? Oh, he may have done. Um, I remember it went pretty viral. I wouldn't know where to watch it here in the UK. Uh, the American version. Um, yeah, he did a dance based on Carlton. Um, I've just looked now, doing some very last minute research, and he seemingly played himself in the uh, Fergie music video, Glamorous. Oh. So, um, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Flous Is it Flousy Flousy? Flousy Flousy. Flousy Flousy. What does that mean? <laughs> flousy Flousy. Um, also, did you notice who was executive producer? Uh, is it Roger Corman? No. Um, That's surprising. Brian Usner. That's disappointing. Yeah. Uh, how on I did... see it with the effects. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian Usner. That's really weird that is this, this door with, with him. Yeah. Anyway. Talk about playing against time. Yeah, well, definitely. So it's time for our feature presentation. Unimaginable. Ticks do not get this big. Unthinkable. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's a huge fire. Who was supposed to take things in this way? Where civilization ends. <laughs> The nightmare begins. Everybody get up, Sam! Go! Go, go, go! Ah! 
sucks. It's not nice to mess with Mother Nature. We start the film with drug dealer Jarvis Tanner, played by Clint Howard, using steroids <laughs> to enhance marijuana plants. Um, Runoff from his operation uh, has mutated the local ticks. It has, yeah. So we, we get all the machinery at the beginning. I felt like the credits went on very long. Or, yeah. am I, or was I just distracted and so um, I mean, I was sober. They did go on. Yeah, they did go on because it was just machinery, including a uh, hamster wheel, yeah, and a hamster powering some uh -huh. of it. Um, um, yeah. Despite the movie's subtitle, which I'm not sure what it is, uh, by the way, but there's a subtitle for this film apparently. I I couldn't find it anywhere. Could um, you not? Is it not on IMDb? No. Um, but I, I assume it's something involving insects because. Uh, one bit of trivia I found was the fact that ticks aren't actually insects. What are they? Ticks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they are. No, no, I do actually, sorry. I'm They're arachnids. Right. They're arachnids, they are arachnids. Um, which are more closely related to spiders and scorpions. Oh, I see. Uh, the film was made and released internationally under the title Ticks, and the film was briefly test marketed to US theaters in 1993 under the title Infested. But it was changed back to ticks for video and TV and became a minor cult classic under that name. Right. People seem to love this film. Yeah. I haven't got... A, uh, it was released on Blu-ray, wasn't it? Video, yeah. Um, Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Videodrome, then. Um, which would actually be a great name for a... Uh, it would also be a better film to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. People, there's There are moments... There are moments, but I am a little surprised at the cult following. Yeah, I feel like if I watched this when I was younger, I would have loved it on a rewatch. I feel like nostalgia maybe has a part in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I felt kind of nostalgic seeing all the 90s-ness of it all. Very. Very 90s. For me, it was just, you know, Carlton Banks. Yeah. Playing a um, very 90s... Stereotype of what people thought African-Americans um, were like. Yeah, there we are. 90s fashion icon Tyler Burns, played by Seth Green, is sent to join an inner-city wilderness project in an attempt to conquer his fear of the woods, led by Holly Lambert and Charles Danson. Now, we're happy to report, this is definitely a summer film. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's a summer winter. camp. It's a camp. It's not a busy We've camp, made up for it. We've made up for it. Horror Party Beach is definitely going to be a summer film, guys. Hopefully. Forgive us for Creep Show too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he. He. What is he giving? Uh, old Seth Green in this Seth Green. film. Is it, he has got an earring, life's, hasn't he? Yeah, life's not fair for Seth Green in this film. He's having a terrible time. He's just a kid, and life is a nightmare. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. He is. <laughs> The whole world's against him, isn't it? It it seems that way. He has some unresolved issues. Yeah. Which is why he's at this camp. Um, but it's not to me very clear what these unresolved issues are. No, all all we know is that he throws up a lot. Yeah. That's that's all we know. Yeah. Really. So he is dropped off in the middle of a a, a road by a bridge. Lots of graffiti around because it's the 90s. <laughs> um, I feel like he's dropped in the middle of a highway. 
And he has a flashback to what looks like him as a child hugging a tree <laughs> and calling out for his dad. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I've misunderstood or I've neglected to pay attention when I should have. <laughs> but as far as I know, the trauma he's overcoming is literally just this moment. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to suggest otherwise. No. So I don't, I don't understand exactly what has led him to this place. No. Psychologically. Because do we get another flashback or is this this... Just I swear, I don't know why, I swear they mention the words anxiety with him at least twice. Yeah. So I don't know if he's got some sort of anxiety disorder uh, that just makes him throw up every now and then or... I feel if like that is what they're going for, then it's not dealt with. I feel like if he's, you know, if it's related, because why would you have the flashback if it isn't related yeah. to this moment? Mm -hmm. It's not fully fleshed out whatever this moment no. is. Unless, again, unless I miss something. I, I don't think you did, because I, I definitely missed it if that is the case. He's quickly joined by Daryl Panic Lumley. Yeah. Played by Alfonso Ribeiro, who makes Tyler play basketball for his life. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> if you don't play basketball, I will kill you, yeah. he says. Um, panic is a nickname. And uh, he says, they call me Panic because I never do. How about you? <laughs> Which I don't understand, no. but okay. I never panic, so they call me panic. <laughs> I mean... Makes no sense. I've never shat the bed, so should people call me shit the bed? Who knows? Yeah, they have a very intense game of basketball. Um, very intense. Okay, number one, where did the basketball come from? Again, but even Number like... two, why is there a basketball hoop underneath this bridge? Yeah. And, and and who knew that there would be a basketball hoop underneath this bridge ready to play basketball? I, I swear, this, this film is the equivalent of a kid listening to My Chemical Romance in 2008. It it really, even the scene is so, the tone is so moody. It's, it's, it's very... It's like, oh, okay, what's going on? Is that actually going to kill him? Like, yeah, because it's literally... <laughs> because there's no suggestion that Panic is going to be on this camping trip yeah no, he no. just comes out of nowhere and threatens to kill um tyler if he doesn't play basketball with him and that's it yeah and then the van turns up yeah um and holly comes out and says oh hi panic you're joining us yeah okay lovely come along um yeah he's, he's they're, they're introduced to charles's daughter melissa uh dd davenport Rome Hernandez and Kelly uh, Mishimata. Yeah, you, you say they're introduced. Barely. Barely. The film barely introduces these <laughs> characters. Um, Which would be fine. If, if this was a horror comedy creature feature that was yeah. just, you know, there for fun and all out gore and everything, that's fine. But if you're going to take yourself this seriously, you better give us some fucking character development. Yeah. They're all very 90s and they all look extremely bored. Yeah. And fed up. Yeah. Um, we then... They all look like they're watching this film. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, we then realise that Clint Howard is the guy with the barn. We're introduced mm-hmm. to him. Um, and he realises that there's been a leak. Yeah. And that's that. Uh, does he say anything in this film other than son of a bitch? I don't think so. I feel so. like that's all he said. Oh, didn't he say like, Oh, I'm infected. Or oh, like that, yeah. yeah, he does. It's like yeah. three lines of dialogue. Um, they pull up somewhere, which I assumed was the campsite, but it's not. But again, supplies. Yeah. So Tyler sets a tick on fire after finding it on the dog. A yeah. little tick. Mm-hmm. Normal size tick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Melissa gets harassed by a hillbilly stereotype. Uh, what's his name? Jerry and his uh, clearly gay sugar daddy, sir. I thought they were brothers. Or whatever their relationship is, it's not explained. But it's Jerry and sir. And sir. So sir is the more... Would you say aggressive to the two? <laughs> he kind of looks like... Uh, what's his name from Greece? Knicky from Greece. Oh, okay. Do you know what he was giving me? What? Um, the guy from Lost Boys. Jason the, Patrick. No, older. The the guy who's uh, dating uh, Dinah Weiss. <laughs> Max. Lost That's who give me. I don't know if it's, it's the so, long um, Herman. What's his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. Yeah. But this this guy's clearly gay. Um, which. Bizarrely, how is he clearly gay? He's okay. If we're getting a hillbilly stereotype with Jerry, and we're meant to think he's a, a hillbilly from that stereotype, then this is nineteen ninety three. Chris, he is flamboyant as fuck. He's constantly sorting his hair out. He's just camp. He is so camp. That guy's meant to be gay. Okay, and we get some internalized. I understand we fight for representation. <laughs> oh no, we don't want but this one. Not, I don't want let's this not one. Just grasp at anything. Let's I be a little selective. Okay. I don't want this one on our team personally, um, but we get a little internalized homophobia later on, and that kind of proves my point. Well, what inter- Okay, anyone <laughs> who uses the f bomb isn't internally homosexual. They're just. Yeah. Anyway. Let us know on social anyway. media. Is Sir gay? Is he a homosexual? Melissa gets harassed by um, the it's guy. I literally just said his name and now Sir. I forgot it. No, the other guy. Jerry. 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 Um, Jerry. Um, no one seems to give a shit. Like, no. literally, people around being served, no one gives two shits. No. If it, in fact, it's Sir who tells Jerry to leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not not the people that are taken to this camp, you no. know, who are meant to be looking after. Not her fucking parents. Um, but you know, her dad should I say. So we get that, whatever. I don't I don't know I'm assuming they're referencing every film that stops off at a convenience <laughs> store and gets harassed. There's so many of them. We then go back to Clint Howard, who weirdly enough, is listening to a British is it TV news broadcast he, or radio? Yeah. He, radio broadcast. Whatever the fuck he's listening British. to. it's British. Yeah. It's BBC Radio. It, it literally says it's BBC Radio. Oh, just to say it's BBC. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about booby traps, hippies and drugs. What the fuck are they going on about? No idea. Absolutely no idea what's being said. Clint Howard seems to understand, though, and keeps talking <laughs> back to it. Whatever he's saying, I don't know. So he gets some dialogue. He does, But yeah. it's just incoherent. I, I have no idea. Um, sad news, rest in peace, 
Clint's hamster. Yeah. He notices that it's been, um, its flesh has been devoured, including the fur. And it's just left there, bones. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very unfortunate. Um, Yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah. Uh, Oh, wait, no, that's not about it. I, um... I, I missed this. Well, he does say to the uh, to the hamster, he, he doesn't seem too shocked because it's Clint Howard. And he's like, oh, dude, you're all messed up. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's a little more than that. He's dead. Um, he's soon messed up too. He is. After a giant tick egg falls from the ceiling. It does. I totally, I don't know why I totally missed that. Yeah, nothing else happens. Actually, something really does happen. Yeah. Uh, a giant egg falls on him from the ceiling. And yeah. you think, that's the end of Clint. Well, no, I mean, before that, he falls over into a fucking bear trap. Oh, yeah, he does. Why he's got a random bear trap in the middle of his barn, <laughs> You're setting know. it up whilst listening to BBC talking about random shit. But, like, where he's going to be. It's, it's like setting one next to the, your bed. <laughs> but, oh, I didn't... When you step in it, you're like, oh, I didn't think that would happen. Well, it's right next to you. What are you doing? You take it outside. The, uh, the group arrives at Camp Madeline... Uh, Madeleine, Madeleine. While in their cabin, uh, Tyler, Panic and Rome discover a tick egg, which Tyler destroys. Yes. Um, I'm very confused by this. <laughs> um, because no one cares. It's because true. literally the giant egg is in the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. They're all talking about the wardrobe. Um... John Crawford would be fuming because Tyler was. grabs a wire hanger <laughs> and stabs the egg mm-hmm. and all this gunk comes out of it. Yeah. Rome, seeing this, is only really concerned by the closet space. Yeah. And everyone just leaves it there and goes about <laughs> their day. Like, is this is this not unusual? Yeah, it's... Would you not be concerned by this giant egg? There's also the point thing. where, yeah, they should probably investigate this. And then when everything else happens after this, when it goes on, you know, Tyler should be straight away, oh, yeah, well, I did see a massive egg. Yeah. You know, I did Do have to destroy it. remember that thing I poked with a wire hanger? But instead of talking about it, we get a bizarre series of events where Charles gives us a voiceover. Stop. No, he's speaking into a recorder. Is he? Yeah, okay. he's recording. Even weirder. He's recording himself, telling us about all the characters, along with close-ups as them just doing stuff. Yeah. Rome's close-up is the best one, uh, and it's absolutely homoerotic. Yes. <laughs> just he, they're working out. He tries to give us some character development, but it doesn't quite no. work, unfortunately. Um, he then... Explains that their enemy is nature, <laughs> which I don't understand no. and isn't apparent for the rest of the. It is by the end of the film, nature <laughs> well, yeah. is, or you know, man's effect on nature, but it isn't at this point. No, which I, which made me think, well, what what was with that tree with yeah. Tyler at the beginning? I thought we'd get to know mm-hmm. like, the tree come alive and attack him, but no. Um, Tyler and Melissa, Melissa being Charles's daughter, yeah. go for a walk, and one of the eggs 
uh, ends up on Melissa's back. It does. Um, Melissa is sufficiently horrified and Tyler matches her energy, despite not caring too much when it was in his wardrobe. No, he saves the day again. So again, second tick related thing that Tyler destroys. Yeah. Without a wire hanger. Without a wire hanger. No wire hanger. But I love beating him. And, and, and this time, though, you know, him and Melissa do inform Charles, but Charles is like, oh, you kids, what are you like? There ain't no fucking ticks. <laughs> Carry on with your day. And that's it. He just dismisses them. Mm-hmm. So everyone in the film is a fucking moron who deserves to die. Um, Which I. They could have played up more. This is a parody. Yeah. And a comedy. They probably could have played that up a little more. Yeah. But they didn't. And. Because of their moments that are quite serious, I was just like, oh, they're just dumb or stupid. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't take it as a comedic or anything like that. Um, yeah, then Sir and... Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> I have it written down later on. <laughs> um, they, they appear at the campsite. They talk some absolute shit and warn the campers... That there are pot farmers nearby. Um, yeah. To which Panic says uh, he knew he should have brought a piece <laughs> because it's the 90s and he's black. Because it's the 90s, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely. Again, you know, another stereotype. Um, yes. Yeah. Because they're... Yeah, they're living up the stereotypes. Yeah. Because I've got a little add to that. Afterwards, because turns out Clint isn't dead. Uh, no. And he shoots himself in the leg to kill a tick. The campsite hear this shot and panic says that it reminds him of home. Yeah. Because it's the 90s and he's black. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this is, it's, it's unfortunate because... Having watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air religiously mm-hmm. uh, growing up, loved it. Um, one thing I now realised that was so refreshing at the time was a family like the Bankses. Yeah. Who were um, black and very successful, mm-hmm. very rich. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Layered characters, you know, and uh-huh. it was it wasn't a stereotype. No, and the film, uh, the TV show, dealt with that a lot. But now I realise how refreshing. That yeah, was. yeah. You didn't get it anywhere no. else, particularly in in no. the nineties, and even to this day, you know, you don't always get that. Um, so it's a sh- so strange, and there's so many moments in the film where. Because all I see is Carlton Banks. I'm so mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all I see because that's what I know him from. Yeah. And watching Carlton Banks um, act in that way it was just really weird to me. And mm. it, it's based on stereotypes. And it's like, well, why does the black character have to have this dialogue? Exactly. exactly. You know, why can't you have a white character yeah. act like they're from yeah. what you would say... Ghetto, mm. I, su- I suppose. I, I don't like that term, and I apologise if it's it's not the right term. But 
I'm surprised this film didn't use that term. Maybe. Yeah. I'm surprised it alerted to it and didn't just say it because it just it has no problem playing out these stereotypes. And we, so we say it all the time on the podcast. Every film is a product of its time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we're looking at it from a 2022 mm-hmm. standpoint and, you know, we critique it from a 2022 mm. standpoint. You know, I was, I, you know, wasn't old enough to watch the film when it came out. So I can only see it from this yeah. viewpoint. So it, it's just, it's disheartening to see yeah. such a character. Yeah. He does have some good dialogue. He does have some good dialogue. It, it, he's probably the most entertaining character simply because of it's Carlton Banks yeah, doing basically. these things. Sorry to that actor. I'm sure he's made a lot of more money off of it than I have. So I'm, <laughs> if I'm just uh, what's the, what's the word when someone uh, stuck playing to type my words, I'm struggling to typecast. Typecast. He's just typecast. I do apologise. I'd rather see him typecast as his uh, Fresh Prince character than the character in this. So. This is him trying not to be typecast. <laughs> I mean, in my head, he's typecast. Yeah. Um, but this is him trying not to be typecast. It's a shame it was director video. Yeah. <laughs> Seemingly no one saw it until it became a cult classic like 20 years later. The uh, the campers light a fire with so much gasoline to the point it blows Charles and Holly's bedroom window open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, sadly interrupting their shag session. Yeah. Well, he, when he goes to tell them off, he talks to them like they're children. Like, how are these people supposed to be? It's. It, I don't understand the relationship to who these uh, Charles and Holly are. Well, and the teenagers. Yeah, I mean teenagers loosely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he goes out to tell them off, and Melissa's like, "Oh, what do you care? You're just fucking Holly anyway," and then storms off. Melissa's That's why bit, he cares. <laughs> Melissa's a bit of a dick. Um, <laughs> Melissa is a total bitch. She's to awful. Her dad. She's just like With absolutely no explanation. No this is this is if we had a bit of character development, we'd know why she's such a Again, bitch. Again, stereotypes. Yeah, I oh stereotypes the movie. Teen in the nineties. I hate my dad. Okay. <laughs> Sadly, Panic's dog Brutus is attacked and killed by another tick. Uh, with some really great practical effects. The best thing about this film are the special effects. By far, the best thing about this film is the special effects. Oddly enough, it kind of wants to be the thing. With, uh, the, with the creatures. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. And even at the end, like the final creature effect, it's definitely giving me the thing. What was the random uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night film with insects? Four, Initiation. Now, that has some relation to Brian Usner. Yes, it did. Yeah. So I think maybe it's all related. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Silent Night, Deadly Night, Ticks. Well, yeah. Silent Ticks, Deadly Ticks. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Um, That'd be a great title. Silent Ticks. What does that have how we're playing two characters? Um, yeah, so Panic is upset and leaves camp. Um, After threatening Tyler with a knife, um, because he, does, he, he yeah. carries a knife. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's really trying uh, in this scene, Alfonso Ribeiro. He, he, he's actually he's trying his best. He's really putting in a good performance. He's all uh, right. He's all right, actually. Um, did you not hear what he said about his dog? What was that? I always thought I would get killed in a drive-by shooting. 
but not my dog. Fuck's sake. Yeah. The sheriff. I don't uh, think we need to. No. Tell you why I fucking hate that dialogue. The sheriff shows up the next day. Takes a look at. If this was a parody, well, I am going to tell you why. Excuse well, me. I mean, even I if it was a parody, that's still. Be but dodgy. if this was a parody, then it would make more sense. It, yeah. Yeah, for the nineties. If it, if it was played for comedies yeah. and it was the stereotype yeah. of the black character in these films, it would make more sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's not. I'm assuming it's not a comedy. I mean, I wasn't laughing. It's not listed as a. Comedy. It's not listed as a comedy. Then it's just like, oh, this yeah. dialogue fucking reeks. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff shows up the next day, takes a look at Brotus, and uh, warns them about Jarvis being missing, and then he just leaves. He looks at the dogs and like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, whatever. And he just leaves. Well, like, rabies. 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 Yeah. So, uh, the sheriff and Charles determine that the dog was just rabid, um, ignoring the green slime <laughs> coming out of the dog. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not a vet. But I, I understand dogs with or without rabies probably shouldn't have green ooze coming yeah. out of them. Yeah. Again, another Again. stupid character. Yeah, this sh- I don't know why the sheriff exists. Um, Tyler gets into trouble for not telling anyone about panic leaving. Um, <laughs> he is a classic teenager. He storms off like a big baby. And then Melissa says, it's always someone else's fault other than your own right dad. And then storms up. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you so angry at him? Well, whose fault is it? I mean, <laughs> Charles didn't bite the dog. No. You know, it's not his fault. But of course, we have to have a romance here. And uh, Melissa and Tyler almost kiss. Yes. Uh, after she really talks, about, after she tells us more about how terrible her dad is, <laughs> Tyler and Charles go to take the dog to the vet, and hopefully find panic on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, on the ride there, Charles has noticed Tyler seems really uncomfortable, and Tyler reveals his fear of the woods that has resulted from oh that has resulted in him missing a lot of school. I think so. This this is it's not the juiciest tea. Um, but he reveals, I think, that he's scared of the woods, which is in keeping yeah. with the flashback at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a weird one because if you have a campsite for troubled teens, and this is giving me Friday the 13th Part yeah. 5, if you have a campsite for troubled teens, why is Tyler looking uncomfortable mm-hmm. so shocking to you. Yeah. Like, they're all dealing with stuff. <laughs> like, this is, what, the second conversation you've had with him? Oh, I can't help but notice that <laughs> you feel very, you look very uncomfortable here. Yeah. Um, seemingly, it's Tyler's dad's idea for him to go on this camping trip. Um, and he sees it as a trial by fire. So... Whatever's happened, and it, it I can't express enough how annoying it is that it's never explained <laughs> clearly. No. So this trial by fire. So clearly something happened in the woods, and then 
Tyler's dad thinks going back to the woods will solve that. Yeah. Um, if Charles is in charge of this camping trip and has seemingly had conversations with Tyler's dad mm-hmm. about going on this camping trip, why does Charles not know why Tyler is there? Exactly. You know, why doesn't he know that the issues involve the woods? Like, why Why is he asking the questions yeah. now? Yeah. Or is Tyler's dad just called up and like, my son just got an ear piercing and I think he's a little bit weird. And <laughs> he wears really long green coats. Can you <laughs> fix him for me? Yeah, we'll take him to the woods. Oh, great. Why don't you pick him up next to the abandoned basketball hoop <laughs> under the bridge? Yeah. <laughs> um, now. We meet the best character. We meet the best film. character. The vet. Yeah. Um, she's an old lady. She's um, campus tits. She is. And she finds uh, a giant tick inside the dog. She does. And after it escapes and they're all chasing it, like a old Scooby-Doo <laughs> episode... Um, she stamps on the fucker. She does. I mean, her reactions before that are amazing. She is just screaming the house down. Yeah. Like, yeah. really over the top. But yes, she squishes it. And then she says, when in doubt, squish. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what they find out through investigating the tick. All the exposition we need. All the expo- exposition we need, thankfully. Is that old Clint <laughs> was uh, growing marijuana and the chemicals he used to accelerate the growth has got to the ticks and yeah. accelerated their growth. So the fact that we're dealing with drug ticks, um, is this an allegory, is this entire film, this entire miserable film, an allegory uh, for kids and drugs? Yeah, yeah. There's um, There was a deleted scene uh, on the Blu-ray that's... Uh, an, this is your tick on drugs. <laughs> and it's just someone smashing an egg. Yeah, makes sense. We only saw... We don't get stuff like that here in the UK. But we only saw that till well, quite recently, those oh. sort of anti-drug adverts. I mean, we saw it in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. But yeah. Oh, we did. Was that Johnny Depp? It was Johnny Depp, yeah. Oh, of course it was. Now, what we get here is really graphic drink driving. <laughs> um... Advertisements. That's and not. I don't feel like that's the right word. Well, let's not forget the uh, the packaging for cigarettes. Here yeah, well. yeah, we get the cigarette ones as well. Yeah. Um. Anyway, panic is bitten. Yeah. By a tick. Yes. Uh, Melissa takes Kelly fishing. Who the fuck's <laughs> Kelly? <laughs> well, <laughs> where's Kelly come from? Holly asks everyone if they want to go fishing first. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, as a fun activity. I mean. Who the fuck goes fishing for fun? Oh my god, can you think of anything more boring? Some people do. If you do, then I'm happy for you, but oh my god. I've been, I, I've been, I've been, and it is genuinely miserable experience. Um, well, you're not that way inclined, are you, honey? Straight. No, I'm not. Well, <laughs> weren't you forced to do karate when you were younger as Let's well? Let's not go there. Yeah. Um, so Rome, when he's asked if he wants to go... <laughs> He says, suck my... Oh, hi, Holly. (laughs) Why was he about to tell her to suck his dick? Like, what the fuck? Uh, And then he tells her he can't go fishing because he's catching a tan. 
Dee Dee can't go time. because she's got to stay out of the sun while she's lying in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so, Holly... The thing is, Holly, just... It took me a long time to realise the Wilson Phillips look. <laughs> um, but I feel like that haircut was everywhere in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. And if if you don't know which... I don't know the name for it. But if you don't know... The single it, white female. Yeah, of course. Single white female. Yeah. yeah. The chocolate. And there was a girl on California Dreams with it as well. The chocolate that single white female had on the oh early 90s. Oh my God. Was it the same year? <laughs> what year Probably. was this? 95? I love it. Single white female was earlier. Started off as a scene in the film and everyone just copied it anyway. And everyone just went for that haircut. Yeah, the chocolate <laughs> that haircut had. I love it. I like it. Um, actually, I mean, no, 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 because um, Wilson Phillips would have been before. 80s, that was 80s. Yeah. So maybe. Well, Wilson Phillips was 1990, well, I think. So before Single White Female. So maybe. Single White Female just relaunched. Maybe it. she introduced it to the uh, to the world. Uh, Wilson Phillips being a band, I can't remember her name. No. Uh, whilst fishing, Kelly and Melissa discover <laughs> Sheriff Parker's corpse. Who? Sheriff Parker. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dee Dee finds Jarvis, who has amputated his legs and had ticks burrow inside him. A, a really amazing scene. Um, the, the Did vets... you not... Just, sorry, just, just to go back a bit. Um, so, Kelly has been silent throughout the whole film. That, yeah. That's her thing. That's her thing. It's giving me... Um... Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. And, and uh, Danielle Harris and Halloween 5. Yes. That's what it's giving <laughs> me. Yeah. She's barely in the film. And barely in the film after as well. Um, but did you did you get down the reason why she was at the camp? Or why she stopped talking? No, I didn't actually. Because she was sexually assaulted. Really? Yeah. Really? And, you know, you know. If you were um, a frequent listener to the podcast, Duh. I fucking hate when sexual assault or, or rape mm. um, is just thrown out there for yeah. no reason. It's so stupid. I hate it. It's bad writing. And yeah, Kelly talking to Melissa and uh, yeah, she said she, she spoke a lot less after being uh, raped and tells Melissa... Holly has helped her greatly, so Melissa should give Holly a chance. <laughs> and then, afterwards, there's no Melissa and Holly moment. No. So this is rendered completely pointless. pointless yeah. The character of Kelly is completely pointless. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, and we don't get anyone else's backstory. No. So, it, you know, you know me, can hate it it is absolutely unnecessary you know I, this is a film that deals with nothing as well so you, you knew from that point onwards it wasn't going to be dealt with well you've got two you you've got two characters in panic and kelly mm -hmm. where seemingly their story yeah um could be developed yeah more yeah and make an interesting point mm -hmm. but neither are Panics deals with stereotypes. Mm. Um, doesn't fully deal with it. Yeah. And then Kelly's is a brief reference. I feel like this is the filmmakers thinking they're dealing with it. Like, obviously, because the ticks are an allegory for drugs. 
I feel like this is the filmmakers saying, oh, this is uh, the struggles African-Americans have to face. Uh, this is the struggles women have to face after being sexually assaulted. Uh, even homophobia a little later on. But they're doing this by just mentioning certain things, by throwing in stereotypes. That's not how you deal with something. That's not dealing with it. That's just using it mm. as a plot point. Yeah. So do you think the ticks are an allegory for drugs? Yes. Yeah. Do you think they could also maybe be seen as an allegory for uh, PTSD? Maybe. Maybe. You know. I think the fact that they're laced with drugs, though, I think it's a whole, this is your brain on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it would have been big back around that time. That whole. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Which is, a you know, a really interesting message. Yeah. For a creature feature film, mm. you know? But can we have more of the creatures, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so they've, they've caught the sheriff's corpse. Dee Dee and Rome, I apologise for going back on that tangent, um, but Dee Dee and Rome find Clint, don't they? They do, yeah. Um, he's caught in another bear trap and his fucking face explodes. Yeah. Bizarre, though, because his face explodes. However... When we see him again, his face is all in one piece. Yeah. Um, but the tick latches on from his face, goes on to Dee Dee. Uh, Tyler kills it. You know, Tyler, tick killer. Professional tick killer by this point. He's the best. You know, credit to him. He's the best at killing these ticks. In a bizarre series of events, Panic stumbles uh, onto Sir and Jerry's marijuana farm. Yeah, um, so he's... So it was established at the vet's these ticks when they latch on mm. they um they inject yeah maybe maybe that's the word maybe not um hallucinogenics into yeah. their prey mm -hmm. so panic has been bitten yeah so he's hallucinating yeah in the woods and then stumbles upon um jerry yeah i did it well done and sir um yeah, they, they accuse him of wanting to steal their marijuana yeah. crop. Um, a fight ensues between Jerry and Panic, where they each call each other the F-bomb. Yeah. And Panic stabs Jerry in the leg and escapes. Yeah, like they, they tell him to say he's an F-slur and uh, he calls them it back in return. Uh, and then, yeah, escapes. And... Again, this is kind of what made me think there's something going on between these two. And yeah, I know they're brothers, but again, they're going for a hillbilly stereotype. Um, so I kind of feel like there's something going on between them, and that's why they were doing that. It was meant to be internalised homophobia. Maybe, but I also think that was just a general term. Well, I mean, yeah. It, I was expecting it. That was used. Films it's, like this, you know you're going to get it. It's... it's the problem is, it always takes me by surprise when it, you know, and we're, we're talking about the uh, F word, which is a bunch of sticks, or... Um, I'm sure everyone knows what it is. It's meat funny. and gravy. Um, <laughs> um, cigarette. <laughs> Slur. <Yeah. laughs> you, what Brits call a cigarette. Um, yeah, it's it always takes me by surprise, but it shouldn't, because... Obviously, times change. Like I said, every film is a product of its time. Um, I, I just find it quite shocking 
And to hear it come out of Carlton Banks's mouth, yeah, I was shocked and horrified. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he he runs away after stabbing Jerry in the leg. Sir shoots panic, but accidentally causes a propane tank to explode, causing a forest fire. Do you know what this film really didn't need? A forest fire. <laughs> forest well, fire. Well, a forest fire that kind of picked and, you know. Again, I feel like this was trying to tell you something about the way people treat nature. And it's like, yes. we've got all these messages that you think you're putting out there just by showing one thing. It's not working. But I was always under the impression that forest fires spread very, very quickly. Yeah. They didn't just kind of wait for the action to take hold yeah. and then carry it. Oh, no, no, you go first. You go first. Yeah. Um, Panic takes some steroids that he stole from Rome's bag earlier. Yeah. Um, which I didn't really think at the time was important. Mm -hmm. um, but it will be later. Uh, Dee Dee's turned to hallucinate now after being bitten. Yeah, she's just seen Clint Howard shouting in her face about being yeah. infected. Uh, and Charles and Tyler um, pick her and Rome up and take them into take them into town. Now they said they're going to go into town, mm -hmm. and then they appear at the camp. They go to the cabin. They go to the <laughs> cabin. Cabin. Oh my god! Throughout all my notes after this point, I had no idea <laughs> what to call this building. <laughs> It's a cabin. Of course it's a it fucking is. cabin, you dumb bitch. What? <laughs> okay. The group takes shelter from the raging fire in, in the cabin. Yeah. Holly, <laughs> she turns to Charles. They're taking like, most, of these, most of these kids have been fucking arseholes. She turns to Charles and she's like, no matter what you think, they're all good kids. Why? Melissa's been an absolute twat to you this entire fucking film. Yeah. And Tyler's just been a moody little bastard. <laughs> Kelly hasn't said a fucking thing. What are you talking about? They're all good kids. <laughs> Rome nearly told you to suck his dick. <laughs> what are we going on about? How are they all good kids? Um, yeah. She barely knows the fuck. She doesn't even know him. A Charles lets Sir... would want to get to know him. <laughs> Jesus Christ, they're well annoying. And Charles lets uh, Sir and Jerry in, but a wounded panic arrives and tells the group that Sir shot him before dying. Oh. Yeah, um... Weirdly emotional death scene. <laughs> in a film that doesn't have as many deaths as I thought it would. Yeah, you, when a death happens in a horror film, you kind of, you know, it's, it's a horror film. I, you know... I've got many comfort horror films where loads of people die and it doesn't really phase you. But then this, when he was dying, it's like, oh my God, this is so fucking depressing. Yeah. Like, why is this film so downbeat? Oh my God. Oh no. Um, I thought that he died from an overdose of steroids. <laughs> I swear one of them said he's overdosed on steroids because they find him in his uh, coat, don't they? Or the... And Rome's yeah, like, hey, they're mine. That's before... Um... Was it one Sir or Jerry that said that to try and get the blame off? Yeah. Them? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. They. They. Uh, it's a jarringly emotional death scene for a <laughs> character with so little development. Um. They noticed Panic was shot though, just like the sheriff. Yeah. And so, so the ticks actually don't kill that many people in this. Film. No. No. Um. And Sir and Jerry get defensive before holding them all at gunpoint. And it's like, okay, we don't need human villains. It's fine. It's a fucking creature feature. Yeah. Why are we getting a hostage scene? Like, what the fuck is going on? So, in terms of the film, because that's the last, apart from um, 
Jerry and Sir, spoiler alert, who are going to die. Jerry and Sir are killed by the ticks. Yeah. Essentially. Um, Clint Howard is killed by a tick. But the sheriff and Panic mm. are killed by humans. Yeah. So the ticks only actually kill three people in yeah. this film. Yeah. yeah, spoiler alert. The majority of the cast make it out alive. <laughs> yeah, a tick kills Jerry, um, causes him to crash the car into the cabin, injuring Sir. Well, it bites him. See, again, this may not even be the tick, you know? If we were, if this was dead meat and we were trying to put it for the kill count, <laughs> I don't know who we would class as the killer. Because uh, Jerry's forced to go get the van, but hallucinates about the sheriff after being yeah. bitten. Eventually driving the van into the building. Mm-hmm. So technically it is the tick that kills him. Because well, technically. The tick makes him hallucinate. But uh, remember, he drives the van into the building. It's yeah. big, you know, um, stunt set piece. Yeah. Um, the ticks start infiltrating the cabin. And Sir still insists on being a prick to the he campers. Does. Eventually being stabbed by Rome. Yeah. Um... Panic's body starts convulsing. This is probably my favourite moment from the whole film. Yeah. It really shows off special effects. Yeah. Panic's body starts convulsing violently before turning into a giant tick. Yeah. Uh, Really decent special effects. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Really like this scene. It was giving me uh, The Fly. Yeah. It was giving me The Thing. Mm -hmm. It was giving me Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. Dream Master. Um, yeah, he um, turns into a giant tick. tick. Yeah. Mainly now I realise because of the steroids. Mm-hmm. So that's what the steroids did. Yeah. Um, and he eats Sir. Yeah. Uh, everyone else flees. Sir is uh, sort of coming to and gets eaten by this giant tick. He does. Yeah, great scene. Tyler just. Fucking talk shit for ages. Messes around with stuff. Like, you wouldn't think they're all in danger. He's just fucking messing around. Um, and then eventually drives the van outside the window. Yeah. Um, I Okay, I got confused. Unless they've got more than one van. Or... I think um, it was the same Sir one. Sir and Jerry pulled up in a van. Yeah. Um, Kelly pipes up and has a plan. Um, and the plan ends up with Tyler jumping out the window mm-hmm. and getting to the van. But he does that thing in films. It really annoys me. Because it's not a high window or anything, is it? No. But he's not hurt or anything like that. But he's like writhing around and just going super duper slow. He really is. And it's like, this isn't tense. Because, you know, it's just annoying. It's getting on my nerves. Um... I thought the van had crashed into the building, but he's had to swing out the window to mm-hmm. get to the van, and the van's perfectly fine. So <laughs> I don't understand that. No. Um, they all they all get to the van except for Rome, who Tyler goes back to save from the giant tick, mm-hmm. because the film is only an hour and twenty five minutes, and it's a cheaper way to kill time. Um, rather than have extra death scenes. Um, yeah, I was confused by 
just how many of these kids survived. Yeah. These these teens. In, in a creature feature, you know, you'd expect you'd think they're all disposable. Yeah, it, it's in a lot of this. Apart from this ending scene, there's no time where it feels like any of them are in real no, danger. No. Apart from the scene with Dee Dee and Clint Howard. No, because immediately, you know, we're shown that no matter where a fucking tick appears, Tyler's there to kill it straight away. Yeah. With no effort. Um, but yeah. And it, it, it what also, and I, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, you know, forgive me if I am, but the character who is a black stereotype... Is the one that dies. Is the one that yeah, dies. Absolutely. And if the tick's are an allegory for drugs, mm-hmm. then that's just, ugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Eye roll inducing. Well, we get a final stinger uh, where at a junkyard, a Paul Satan tick egg falls underneath the van because they wanted what? A sequel. Yeah. And would it have been that expensive just to have like a roundup of them in safety discussing what's happened and. <laughs> Or something. Just I just wanted more from these yeah. characters. Well, let's get to the awards. Uh, biggest queen. Well, I'm spoiler alert. A certain character got three awards in one scene. Yep. Biggest queen is of course the vet. Uh, yes, I completely agree. Yes. Biggest gasp, however, is it's got to be Clint Howard's face explosion. Yeah. Or or maybe Panic's uh, gigantic tick. I, I agree with those two. I just put here in Carlton from the Pressure Prince of Bel-Air, call someone the F word. Well, yeah. And no. then later <laughs> later on turning into a giant tick <laughs> was probably the most gasp-worthy. I think, I think the thing is, because I'd never heard of this film until yeah. very recently, it, it all just came as a bit of a shock to yeah. me. Best dialogue, I of course, it's when in doubt, squish. I agree. The queen is the vet. Um, but I went in terms of best dialogue. They call me panic because I never do. <laughs> and that's camp, of course. It's the vet's reactions to the tick followed by her squishing it. Yes. Yeah, that's camp. I went with uh, when in doubt, squish. <laughs> Ratings, I give it uh, five homophobic slurs out of ten. I give it five Clint Howard um, hamster wheel machines. <laughs> <laughs> hamster wheels out of ten. Um, masterpiece, trash to be trash or basic? Um basic yeah it's basic. It's, it, is basic. it is basic it is um yeah let's be perfectly honest five out of ten means you're basic mm-hmm. you're n- you can't be a trash to piece because you're not trashy enough no you can't be a masterpiece because you're not good enough yeah um for me um there was a lot that could have happened in this film that didn't yeah and i just i, I was just a little disappointed big missed opportunity the the what helped it get two and a half is the special effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't actually think the acting was terrible. No. The dialogue was, but I, I actually didn't think the acting no. was awful. 
which is you know um a lot of them have gone on to you know great career and had great yeah, careers yeah. Yeah. you know if you'd like to check it out it's available on dvd uh, american blu-ray and video on demand yeah and if you enjoy this i recommend checking out the blob remake because it's also a serious horror film but it's also really fun um mm. so it's better yeah um i could not think of a single film that was like this no i really not, really not a better struggled. creature feature Oh, well, creature, there are better creature features, um, but we've kind of discussed them a lot, haven't we? Yeah. I'm thinking in something like this. Um, oh, do you know what? If you enjoyed this, you would really fucking love The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Friday the 13th, part five. Friday the 13th, part five. <laughs> um, if you really enjoyed uh, the transformation into a giant tick sequence, you'll love Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Yeah. But if you're watching this before any of those films, you got it backwards. You got it yeah. the wrong way. <laughs> Mate, you have to start with the classics and then get to the basics. If you're a fan of Ticks, talk to us on social media. We're Horror Court Trash over on Facebook and Instagram and Horror Court Trash on Twitter. I'm Dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I'm Chris Barker823 on Letterboxd and Instagram. And give us a rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, like and follow on everything else. Give us a rate on Spotify. Friday, we'll be back. It's two episode week and we will be discussing all three versions of Humanoids from the Deep. Ooh. We will have a lot to say about that matter. And I feel, yes. Uh, a week today, we'll be back with our final Summer Screams episode for this year. And we'll be discussing the horrors of Party Beach. Yes. I am excited for that one. Yes. Love a good uh, beach movie. I just love a good cheesy 50s, 60s B movie. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. But yeah. We will be back. Same time, same place on Friday. Goodbye. Goodbye.